Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace family is 19 Keys with another episode of 19 Keys Electrical Thought Patterns and Conversations. This one I actually had in the archives and I thought I'd go ahead and upload y'all with two episodes all in one day. Um, And I hope y'all enjoyed this. This is really about a value session and giving value um, to the world and really breaking down the difference between knowledge, information, smarts, and wisdom. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and the other episode I just uploaded. Um, the intuition of a holistic body. Tap in. I can't wait to hear y'all feedback and send me some voice notes. I always love those. Peace. So like I was saying, um, you know, uh, value sessions. Um, my value sessions are all about helping you produce greater thinking patterns. I believe that an individual should only speak upon the thing that he's, he truly knows, he or she truly knows. And what we know is only things that are really uh, things that we've experienced, right? I talk all the time about the ideas of knowing the difference between information, smart, knowledge, and wisdom, you know. And once you're able to correctly categorize um, your mindset by the things that you know based on what you've done, then you have the ability to teach those from the fabric of your experience so they can cloth themselves from from your mistakes or from the things that you've done right so they don't have to fashion you know some of those same mistakes they can skip it and go straight to the style part so i think it's very important that each one teaches one and we pass on what we know that's how we continue to evolve each other you know uh, there's an idea that we can be spooks who sit beside the door meaning that within every industry that we get in if imagine this for a second, I want you all to just go there with me. Imagine if black or let's just say all righteous people within the world got on one accord and in this accord, they believed in an agenda. And let's say that this agenda could be, you know, infiltration of the system to take over and have mass ownership so that we would have tangibles, things to pass down within our will. And in this, they would have to take over different industries. So each individual that found themselves in the middle of this industry that was a part of this web of an agenda for these righteous people, they would go into these rooms. And anytime they got information, they would bring it back to the next person. Or anytime they got an opportunity, they would help the next person because they knew that everybody that was a part of the agenda by each one of them, anytime they found an opportunity they can help the next, that they were strengthening the power of the collective within their agenda to be able to get things done. Now, an agenda is a list of items of things that you come to the table and you all agree upon that this is what you're going to execute. Every successful group right, or movement has an agenda because you have to have a target aim that you're pointing towards. But without a system... Um, and an intentional design within all of the methodology of things that you do, then it will be very hard for an individual um, to be able to 
you know, really make any distance of change if they don't. So let's say that if I get in the room and, and, and we get into a building and my goal of getting into this building is to get some of this proprietary information that I could not normally get if I'm outside the building, then I'm going to take that information, I'm going to bring it back to the streets, and I'm going to feed that to individuals who can't come into this room. Also, we get to practice things like my brother Derek Grace always talk about nepotism. If I get put up into a position, then guess who that I'm going to hire? Those other individuals that's outside waiting to get in. But then when we get in, it's not so that we stay under the thumb of someone else. It's so that we take all of the information, we learn it for ourselves so we can execute later and build our own. Without intentional support, without intentional uh, strategic alliances, then it takes a very, 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 very long time for anything to even get started. We are in a constant state of idealism instead of execution. Today, the, the executors, we're in a time of the execution. Today, the executors, the influencers, the thought leaders, the, the, the whoever you may see today uh, were birthed out of the rebellion of them not getting what they needed from the previous generation. And the previous generation fell into some sort of capacity. And not in a complete failure because the fact that this generation is one of the finest generations ever to be produced. Because out of the rebellion, we asked ourselves many questions. And one of those questions was, why don't we have the tangibles? Why are we executing the plan? Why are we creating the businesses? Why are you telling me that I'm, I'm a God and that I'm a spiritual being, but we have no tangible results for any of these things? Why aren't we working together? Why are you all separated and why can't y'all work together? Why you let a religion and or lack of religion establish separation between the very people you should be working with? So the same way a person would say, why do you want me to just go to school? Think about this idea. I know a lot of the school aspect of reality is probably one of the most uh, programming things because I know individuals that are well off and successful, yet they still send their children to school as if this boarding process of school is the best way for your child to go through a lot about life and become successful. I think school is a, is, is a lazy man's inheritance as well because a lot of parents don't want to spend that time molding the mind of their child and allowing them to be in an apprenticeship of the things that they do. So even the wealthy parents send their children off to school because that's what they've been indoctrinated to believe that this is part of the success. I get some money, I can pay the tuition to an institution, and therefore I can push my children through one of these institutions. So even the, the wealthy, if you will, fall into the trap of that as well. Oh, Brother Ben Exton asked one of the most powerful questions that I've heard all year. He said, where do we buy a crown? Where well, the crown could be purchased on www.crownswithaz19.com, or you can go to the link in the bio. Um, but seriously, though, it's very important because, you know, the education system uh, effectively was started by a man named um, Horace Mann. And Horace Mann effeminized the education because what he did is he believed that men shouldn't be teaching in so those sort of jobs. He believed that women should have those jobs because he didn't relate it to being that important. Right. So any job that women did, of course, in white patriarchal intellect structure, they didn't believe was that important if the woman did it. So that's why educational jobs today are not getting paid that much, even though the education system sets up the very future of a nation. So you have a lot of, and, and, and like the, the numbers are very skewed when you're talking about the bias of um, the education system and how many men based on how many women. There's mostly women teachers in those roles. And so that's why the white patriarchal structure didn't pay the women that much because they didn't regard those jobs as wholly masculine, which means that they didn't regard them as important. So now you have an undervalued education system that has the wrong measurement of metrics um, teaching our children whether they're genius or whether they're stupid. And I say it in that, in that matter because a lot of children today and a lot of adults um, are still grading themselves by a grading system that was created just by some random white man. And we don't think about 
the systems all around the world. You know what I mean? As far as how do you grade yourself and how does a person view their level of intelligence based on these metrics that they got from these school systems that only teach you technical thinking in the first place. That doesn't develop the human mind to its full capacity or potential. That's not what these these institutions are for. The institutions themselves are for control, right? It's, 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 it, it, if I push you through a particular factory system, then it lets me know that uh, by the the mere fact that you went through these structures, especially if you go through them successfully, then I've successfully indoctrinated you with this programming. So a lot of people will brag about being a student, and that just means that you correctly, and I'm not taking anything away from people in their you know, great ability to study and discipline themselves and memorize and do the work, but a lot of A students were very big failures at life because the A that you get in class does not represent the excellence that you're going to exceed within life. Because a lot of the children that were getting the A's in class lack real experience within life, right? So we look at television and they look at programming and it says that child that was studying was the good one and the one that was experimenting and being in the flow of their creative capacity was the bad one. So it already demonized, right, the 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 freedom of thinking for self, right? But those who can follow the instructions that were created by another man or woman, then those were the ones who were considered to be good children because they could pass a through a system that had no meaning in development. So we look at individuals like Bill Gates. He was a high school dropout. Or not high school, but college dropout, I believe. And he was one of the richest men in the world, if not the, or um, the other guy is now. Um, but when we look at these systems, you know, the, the, the factor of rebellion that we have towards the world that we grow up in, the indoctrination that we grow up in, lets us know that our mind is working. You know, because nature fights against control. Your nature fights against control until it loses control and then it concedes and is controlled by its environment. And so throughout time, there's too many people who are grading their, their, their self-worth by their degree or lack of degree. They're grading themselves by their education level or lack of education level. And this is completely against our nature because there's individuals who have developed spiritually much greater than individuals who develop educationally or scholarly. And these two people are right there, even killed if you ask me. Because the spiritual development of a person speaks towards the development of their nature and the balance of who they are as far as their ability to be able to stream that God consciousness. So there are some individuals who may be able to answer, you know, uh, uh, very wise questions about life, while the other one can very can answer very intelligent questions about history and you know there's a difference between a person being knowledgeable and a person being smart the smart is is knowing what to do with the knowledge you have the knowledge yeah you know i mean is is knowing things right that you go from experience but not knowing the best way to be effective going about life how do you become the most effective version of yourself and i was having a conversation with a young lady yesterday and we was talking about how you know, uh, an individual considers themselves small because you start to grade yourself by your finite body or you grade yourself by your brain. But your mind has no shape. Your mind has no form. Your mind has no size. It's limitless. So if man is mind and woman is mind, the womb mind, then how can one believe that they are at any measure small at all when it comes to their ability to be able to produce ideas or shift realities or change the world? If you think of yourself as mind, then all of a sudden you find an expansion upon the image and the vision that you have of yourself. But oftentimes we shrink ourselves and the image of ourselves, we shrink ourselves because for one, we think about our brain. The brain does not house the mind. The brain is more like a satellite for the signal of the mind that streams through, nor is the body. So your confidence does not come from your, your, your size or your stature. Your confidence comes from your mind, your ability to stream directly from God or the universe or whatever you would like to connotate the energy of consciousness that we've developed within reality. But see, what does that do for the average person 
once they change and they transmute the size of who they are. It says that you have the ability to produce and do and make and manifest any change in the world that you can conjure up within the imagination of your mind. So it says that if I'm limitless, the size, like the actual literal size of who I am is limitless, right? That is a different way of going about reality. But oftentimes we condense ourselves because we like to view the world through our ego, right? This is us viewing the world through our ego, but the world is huge, and it's expansive, but we view it from the small people. Oh, I got this money. I got this job. I've been with this person. This, this, this. It's all through the ego. But once you become connected, right, with your mind and who you are, these are different stages that you develop within life. So therefore, I believe that I wholeheartedly can be a single individual who produces a thought from the limitless aspects of my mind and make and manifest every single change that I wanted to. I was just watching a documentary about Bill Gates and they were exploring the depths of his mind. You know, Bill Gates is a very controversial figure um, because of, for one, his, his uh, uh, monopolizing ways, right? And his uh, market manipulation early within his years within a company that he started right he's an individual that really doesn't want any competition and but this documentary is more so diving into some of the works that he's so called supposed to be doing as within africa and different things of the nature and wanting to eradicate polo and um, a lot of the situations that the underdeveloped countries within Africa still face within those villages as far as like people dying from diarrhea um, and things of that nature. And so, you know, being a man who has amassed uh, wealth, he read an article one day and he seen that there was people still dying from that. He did his research and he put out a uh, he put out a competition for people to see if they can produce a better toilet to be able to figure out how they can fix this this waste management problem that they had right but beyond bill gates depopulation and all of that stuff that's not where i'm getting at i'm getting at the idea that uh, bill gates is just a man to me there's nothing special about the next person besides what they know about themselves and what they're willing to target all their mental energy towards because if your mind is limitless imagine if you take the limitless capacity of who you are and then you focus it in one particular point. I don't see where impossibility it starts to set in. You can take one of the biggest issues on the planet Earth. But the question becomes, how do you go about producing a bigger and greater self? How do you really develop the master mind, right? The, the genius mind, as we call it, or cultivate that spirit of that mindset to where you actually can do anything. But it requires discipline. It requires the accumulation of knowledge. It requires research and development and, and pieces to where you can uh, mechanize your mind to be able to shoot at any problem and produce a great outcome. So the goal becomes um, when I do my study and I'm doing my research, when I'm doing my research, and I tackle a particular issue. I study one thing. And then when I'm studying that, I get to a point of something within that I don't understand. And it leads me to another. Then it leads me to another. And it starts to create a web of connections within my mind. Because you can make yourself smart by giving yourself the natural resources that exist all around us, which is the knowledge. So when we figure out that the problems that persist within our lives are based off our ignorance, right? Because it can be your lack of money, but money is everywhere. Money is everywhere, right? The proof money is everywhere is that I live in, I'm in downtown LA and right around me is hundreds of millions of dollars, whether they in people's bank account, whether they in people's actual cash in their pocket, whether they in assets or whatever it is, there's hundreds of millions of dollars like within like the, the hundred to two to three, four, five hundred feet of me right now. So my goal is this. My goal is to figure out who has my money in their pocket, right? So if I want to get money, because you don't have to make money. No, 
you get into the stream of money where it already exists. There's very outgoing individuals on this planet Earth. They can walk outside, they can talk to a person, and they can get them to buy their merchandise. But before they talk to that person, in the absence in the blue of that conversation, they would have not known that their money was in that person's pocket. Did they have to go make a physical dollar? No, they had to go use the resources of their mind and their intellect to get that money out that person's pocket that belonged to them. But you have to be able to exchange something for something else. That's the law of the universe. So I'm always thinking if, if you have a problem and you, you need a solution, then you have the, the solution is all around you. But how are you going to pull that from your environment? How are you going to pull that from your reality? You know, so when Bill Gates needed it, uh, uh, he ain't even using all his money. He said, you know what? He pulled from the intellect around the world. He said, I'm going to do a competition and I want to see what ideas y'all come up with. So now you got all of the, some of the best brain hacks in the world adding to solve this problem. Because he knew that the answer wasn't just in his head, but he didn't have to come up with it. Why? Because his solution was in someone else's mind. Right? His solution was in someone else's mind. But then they produce the toilet. The toilet costs like $20,000 for every model they come up with. Some coming up with genius ideas to where they the toilet burns the the the, the actual um, um, uh, feces. And then once it burns the feces, it heats up the toilet and it creates a reproducing energy. And then that energy turns into steam and then it makes drinking water. It was some crazy great ideas that came out of it. But... He said it's twenty thousand dollars. So next goal was all right. Hmm, this is this gonna cost too much. It's impossible for us to be able to get this working model out there because it's not cost effective. So next, he said, well now I need to find someone else who can produce this at a lower cost. So each problem had a solution, but the frustrating mind can always be stopped. Right, the one who is frustrated. The one who doesn't know how to continue to go. The one who forgets that there are no limitations or stopped by small things because they forget how big and how vast and how universal that they are. Right. So the importance of knowing your limitless, it allows you to be able to see any problem as small. Just a ladder in the ocean. A ladder is like a small little scoop. If you could take a spoon to the ocean and you picked up that, that's how small your problems are to the vast right resources that we have. You have an ocean of resources, a reservoir all around you. So my question to you is, how are you going to get your solutions out of other people's mind? How are you going to get your money out of other people's pockets? How are you going to get your knowledge out of these platforms, out of these resources? How are you going to get your information out of these books and put it into self and then execute based off what you now know? How are we going to strategically work together if we want to tackle the unity issue? How do we unify? Mm, we've heard about this. How do we unify? Well, where's how do we become intentional, right? How many people in the last, you know, 365 days that you have intentionally found a way to assist them within their journey, right? How many people in rooms of opportunities that you've said, I bet they can benefit from this. Let me mention their amount, their, their, their name. Let me bring them into this as well. How many people have you done that intentionally from? But then as soon as an issue pop up, you say, oh, black people ain't got no unity. Niggas don't know how to stick together. Well, what was the last time that you did it intentionally for the next person? That becomes the question. Because if we do not practice it, then we cannot complain about it. We, I, we see the LGBT always investing into these young black men, taking them out the hood and having them propagating negative, stereotypical right, music, controlling the minds and dumbing us down consistently. But when was the last time we took, you know, we, we see the, the wealthy millionaires and billionaires going to the hood, find a potential genius, invest into them, pour them out and do something of a righteous standard. So if we're not doing and somebody else is doing, then we shouldn't be complaining because we should be working of the opposite caliber because the words are beautiful, right? The words are great. The words can give you a place into a world, 
right? You can, the words can prop you up into a position or you have a place in the very world that you're complaining about because now you're this figure, you're this revolutionary, you're this militant, you're this thing in this world that now you have a place. So now you have solidified your significance of importance because of your ability to poeticize the issues. But where's the work? I would love everybody that's on this line to show up to the shifters event because my brothers, I don't have, I, I, I called everybody up and I, I, I said, you know, we need to get back together. We got to do this shifters return. We can't let this year go by 2019 year of the keys without us working together. And everybody unanimously, as I called them up, they said, yeah, they was down for it. But that means that they're going to have to go into their pocket, right? Spend their own money book their own hotels, show up, right, and speak and give their time for the significance of helping others. And these are young black men doing this around the world. Young black men. None of us living in the same city except me and Billionaire. We don't even live in the same city. None of us are actually from the same city. So it's saying that, yeah, y'all love the revolt thing. That's cool. Candace Owens, stuff like that. That was a bunch of millionaires in a room screaming at a problem. That's cool. You know, I mean, that's cool. But it ain't dangerous. It ain't dangerous, though. You know what I mean? When we can come together and create an agenda, that's the goal here. Come together, be in that room, listen to the agenda. And let's work 2020 and beyond to produce that agenda however you go about doing it, it don't matter. But as long as you have intentional within your mind that I'm doing this to help the agenda of the collective. Because if we continue to move forward with no agenda, then we are disorganized. And organizations only fear organization. Without organization, there's entropy. There's, there's, there's chaos. And it only breeds more chaos. So we'll be at the top of 2020 complaining about all the things that they've done. But I don't, I'm not going to be doing that. I'm not about to, 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 to continue to, to, to spread the fear porn every single day. I see people saying that, oh, I hate this. I don't want to see it no more. Then you put it out there for somebody else to see it so they can live within the same triggering of emotion that you're living in. That, to me, don't make sense. Why would you spread the very thing you hate so somebody can else live in that same state that you now in? Misery loves company, and sometimes we don't even know that we're pulling people in to a sad, depressed existence. So the goal becomes, you know, I'm, I'm still in my 20s. Very young. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was in his 40s. I was talking to my good brother Marquise earlier about this. He was in his 40s when he first started to build the Nation of Islam. And that's very important because a lot of times we kill our revolutionaries early within their spirit before they get to that point of actually producing greatness. By 40 years old, man, I got to have a lot of power in this world. I need land. I need ownership. I need my business right. I need my family right. Right? I need a workforce and some rulership. You understand me? I need abundance. I need things that I can actually be able to produce outward. I need land and farm and bunch of different things because if I have the mindset within my 20s then I have no excuses because those who were before me laid down a foundation so that I can do all of the things that they've wanted to see done right so sometimes we get caught up in the mindset that oh well those people were destined to be you know that that person was this that and the third because we romanticize and fantasize and and and, and magicalize who they were because it, it takes away from the responsibility for us to have the same work ethic that they had to produce the legacy that they now have. Because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad must have been had a great work ethic. All those letters he wrote, all that work he's done, right? All those people he had to talk to, all that networking he had to do, all those solutions he had to give, all of the businesses that he had to produce. That had to be a great work ethic. Let's take away the let's take away anything that you don't believe in. People often say, I don't like religion. Religion don't care. Nobody cares. That's not your excuse. Black people's excuse is not religion. Because white people do just fine with religion. So what is our excuse? It's our work ethic. 
Something is not working, work smarter, work harder. Continue to push past that force. But you don't fall backwards because something is hard. No, continue to put that work in because we've put 400 years worth of sweat equity working hard when somebody was whipping us. So we have to do that now when we become the masters of ourselves, how we whip ourselves into shape to build this foundation, to build a nation for ourselves and our children and our families. These conversations need to continuously be had. Continuously be had. But sometimes it requires you to make that sacrifice of minimizing the distractions of your escapism that you constantly want to get away from the world instead of saying, how can I start to build my own? And what can you do every single day to add into the building of your own world? Every single day, there should be at least one, two, three things that you're doing to say, oh, I added that into my goal. That you're shooting at that target. But I want all of you all to start making sacrifices. Somebody asks you to go out, you say, you know what? Today, I'm not going to do it. Today, I'm going to spend time because I know normally my old self would have done that. But today, I decided I want to work on this project. Today, I don't want to make that phone call, right, to talk about this business deal. But today, I'm going to do it. Today, I'm going to set up this meeting. Today, I'm going to write down this business plan, right? Today, I'm going to do something that I know will give me results, better results tomorrow. So when tomorrow comes, you can say, today, I'm glad that I've done what I did yesterday. We don't put it off tomorrow. Procrastination is anti-God. Procrastination is effemination of the man's mindset. I'm speaking to the fellas here for a second, ladies. Because a man is supposed to be naturally ambitious. A man is supposed to want to have power. A man is supposed to produce the thoughts of his mind into reality to see his will. To prove that he's a man. To prove that he's a man. But when we procrastinate, we have no proof of our manhood. Because we allowed our emotions to get the best of us. So we said, nah, you know what, I'm going to do this. You know what, I don't even feel like doing it. I'll do that tomorrow. You didn't feel like doing it. Why are you succumbing to these feelings instead of rationalizing, using your logical mindset, using that conscious atmosphere within your brain to rationalize? And then say, you know what? I got a bigger reason than my little feelings. Let me go ahead and do the work. But who supplanted that thought that made you procrastinate? We can blame many different substances, many different things within our environment. So change the substances, change the environment, change the mindset, change the reality. Do you want to procreate your thoughts or do you want to procrastinate with them? You have that, that goal within your head, so why not produce it outward? But first, person must recognize their nature. And you have to be rebellious within this world to even spark that outcome within self. Rise above emotions into the thinking of God, as my brother said. So, what is the difference between those who do and those who don't? It's work. Every successful person on the planet Earth has one thing in common. They work. When you want to think about, and, and not just work, not just straightforward, but creative work. Right? So take some of that mental capacity that you have and utilize that and then do the work based on what you can imagine. But once you imagine it, you're left up with the how-to. So the how-to, like I said, is that resource of knowledge. <laughs> It already exists. You come up with the plan that you need the money. Well, the money is there. How you go get it? Have you exhausted every aspect of thinking about your problem, of thinking about the solution? Have you exhausted that? If you haven't exhausted all of the solutions, and I know you haven't because there's an impossibility of exhaustion of all of the solutions, eventually one just works. Because you only need one to work. You only need one to work. But when you have bad mental patterns of thinking, then that's what you follow and it leads your life into the wrong path of doing every single time. So we should be industry men with skill sets, industry women with skill sets. Where is your creative capacity? That word to me is just so important when we think about what we can and what we can't do. So 
you know, this is supposed to be a value session for all of those who listening. You know, uh, at this portion, I want to go directly into uh, a little more business, um, branding, uh, design, you know, whatever I can do. You know, I, I part of my story, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to teach anybody anything. I'm always just trying to remind you. You know, you may already know some of these things, and that's the goal is to give you divine reminders. You know, about three, four years ago, uh, I started doing the crowns. Um, and within the idea, a person has the ability to procreate or procrastinate. I could have said to myself that ah, that's a good idea. And then I could have let other people who tried to see doubt within my mind and tell me it wasn't a good idea. I could have succumbed to that thought process. I could have said, you know what, I don't want to, I don't want to have to wear a crown every day. I don't, I don't want everybody looking at me. And I could have succumbed to my feelings, that weakness. Or I could have said, nah, my original mind is the right mind. Those are the God-given thoughts. So let me produce those thoughts unto reality and see what I can produce. You know, I design, when I design, I, I draw everything out first. And then I digitize it. And then I figure out the way to get it done. Because if I can think it, then it can be done. Right? There's somebody who's done a similar of something before. Maybe not in the same way, but they utilize resources to get things done. So individuals, sometimes we get stuck at points where we know other human beings already move forward on. You know, it's like you don't have to invent fire. You just got to spark it up. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. You just got to keep it rolling. You just got to put something on your, on your car and, and go. We live in a, in, a, in a world of abundance, right, where somebody has already made the thing. We don't live in an ice age inheritance where we have to figure out invention after invention. We Somebody already made the computer for us. They made the iPhone for us. Look at the luxury that the world has produced for us. Somebody already made it for you. Before the phone was here, there was a bunch of things maybe you couldn't do. Somebody made the internet for you. Somebody produced a light bulb for you. Somebody produced... All of these fast-paced solutions, Amazon, somebody already did it. So what is your excuse when you can utilize the resources of the things that was done for you already? But sometimes we get we spoiled as hell within this so-called future 2019. We're spoiled because we have all of this plethora of resources, but why are we not using it? I wonder, I wonder how those black men and women who built Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1919, I wonder how they could have utilized our resources that we have while we complaining. And they was just getting out of, just getting out of slavery, but we, we, we complaining. Okay. Think about that for a second. They didn't have any excuses because they know what they just came from. But we are utilizing someone else's struggle that we didn't go through. It's in our DNA, for sure. But we didn't go through the physical experience of it. But we still use that as a halt. So there's some people that get so stuck into their madness that they produce nothing but, but more anger. Anger doesn't solve problems. Anger is emotional energy. Where will you put that energy towards and that passion? And what will you produce? Become producers. So somebody asked me what the crown's for. I, I believe I went over that um, a couple of different times. But the crowns represent freedom, justice, equality, power, your higher mind, enlightenment. Represents truth, justice, purpose. You know what I'm talking about? All of those things to remind you, to give you a divine reminder of these cosmic entities, entities of your limitless. We were the universe on our head to represent that we limitless. To represent that we rulers. But you can't rule without a power force. You got to have, a, I mean, without a workforce. So, what's your homework? You know, I don't know where you are in life. I don't know what you got going on, what your relationships is like, what your business is like, what your finances, what your health, uh, what your ideas, what your mindset, creativity. But I want you to figure out how you can focus on one thing. 
one thing that's a problem within your life right now, and that's all I want you to focus on. And I want you to go through the steps of doing everything necessary to solve that particular problem within your life, whatever it is. I want you to think outside the bounds of where your normal resources are when you go towards solving problems. I want you to do research. I want you to read books. I want you to ask people. I want you to get consultations. I want you to experiment in different ways. But focus only on one particular thing. Whatever the other distractions are, free your mind up. Right? Free it up. And I want you to use all your bandwidth towards solving that problem. That one problem that you see, whatever comes to mind, I want you to target all your energy. So, as I'm live right now, and this will be going up on a podcast, a brother says, I'm broke and can't get a job. Why can't I have things in life? Words are very important and powerful things. I always say, update your language, update your consciousness. You know, every level of consciousness comes with a new language. I'm broke. Broke. Broke is when something doesn't work. So it's broken and it's no longer working, right? So if you are broke, then that means that you're not working. So the first thing you have to do is say, what work can I do? How can I exchange work for money? If that's what you need. You can't get a job, can't. So you're already pushing poor performance saying that you can't do something. That's not how a confident man moves. If you can't get a job, you produce the reality of a man that can't get a job. Then you said, I can't have things in life. So first you start off, if you go by a sense and structure that you put together that you just spoke over, it says, I'm broke and can't get a job. Why can't I have things? You've answered your question based on your successful ability to continuously perpetuate that mindset that you have because you are in that pattern of thinking. So if you're broke, that means you don't work. So how do you work? First, you got to work on yourself. You need to work on the mental projection that you have in your head of yourself first and confiding yourself with that confidence to say, let me get to work. Right. You can't get a job. Well, what skills do you have? What's your resume? Have you tried every single job? Is it your appearance? Is it the way that you talk? I've never been in an interview where I didn't get the job because I realized that I wasn't. I wasn't in there interviewing with a company. I wasn't talking to a person. And all I have to do is take the confidence of the potential that I have and the intent to do a very good job and have a conversation with that person and make them believe in me. But you can't make nobody believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. So when you start off speaking things into existence like I'm broke, you're telling people you don't work. Because there's a myriad of different ways where you can exchange your energy and your mind and your intellect for some money. So if you broke, that's why you can't get a job because you're not working, so you can't get a job. So you ask, why can't I have things? Well, you can't have things because you're not working. So the question asks itself, so how can you reverse that? So you got out the feds, right? What is your willingness to be able to add skills onto self? That's the question, right? Because I talked about just earlier that those skills that you needed, They're right there in the book somewhere. They're right there on YouTube somewhere that you can learn. There's an individual that I know who taught himself to code while he was locked up. So when he got out, he had a skill. Now he teaches other people that's free how to code. So how many hours of research have you done, right, and utilizing your time to add skills onto self? The individual can become a video editor. Nobody even got to know you ever was in a phase or whatever it may be. Because 30 is still young as hell. And a person could just be um, sitting there and you learn to become a video and now you're hitting everybody up. you asking them, yo, how can I edit for you? Right? Somebody give you the opportunity. Now you edit for this person. They give you a job. All of a sudden, you just created poof money out of nowhere. Now, this is very simplistic, but... I'm saying if you look around at what everybody's doing, figure out what everybody needs. Gain you a skill set and then being able to sell that. But if you're not willing to do that research and put in that time to add skills on to self, then of course the mindset will continue to stay broken. 
But the moment that you learn to have a fixed mindset that says, you know what, the quickest way to add value is to get knowledge. But what you do with the knowledge, though, the smarts, the utilization of that knowledge. So come up with an idea of not even, don't even, you know, I always tell people, before you think about what you want to do, think about who you are, right? Who do you want to be, right? If you want to be a productive individual within society, you know, that continues to get better at life and you decide that's who I want to be, then you have to perform based on who you are to reinforce who you are so you can now believe it, right? Work till it's your truth. So I say, you know, I want to be a legendary individual. So what I got to do, I got to go start doing legendary things. So chill out, Empress. No, we, we don't need nobody to, you know, be disrespectful or anything of that nature. I don't know the brother's situation. You know, I'm just here to uh, imprint on the mind the necessity, the, 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 the thought process that we already have all that we need. You understand me? Is that it's everywhere around us, but we have to be willing to go get it. You got to be willing to go get it. The, the same way you came on this live and you, you, you asked the question. Questions leads us on a quest. Right, it sets us on the journey and it puts us in motion. Once we in motion, we say, "Damn, that brother was right." All right, let me go start looking up different streams of income. Right, so now I'm looking up different streams of income. I'm finding out that there's all these different ways that a person can make money now. Wow, you understand me? So now you can take the story. I mean, you can take that knowledge and then you just start executing. I had a Keys Academy where I was giving people all sorts of game. Everybody don't execute when when they learn something. You can go around asking everybody that you see that's successful, ask them, what, what's working for you right now? What's one thing that you're doing that's good in your life? But at the same time, your, your, your current self is fighting your past self to produce your future self. So are you thinking the same? Are you dressing the same? Are you eating the same? Are you moving the same? Because that's going to represent the stagnation in your life or the growth within your life. You know, sometimes you have this to even change your clothes and see yourself as a different person when you look in the mirror, right? So I just want everybody that, you know, had the benefit of listening as well to know that, you know, a, a, a broke is a mindset that an individual has when they're not executing. And when you regard yourself by your past instead of your present, then, you know, you rob yourself of your power you have to create your future. You know, so you can reference your past to study it, but don't live there. You know what I mean? You don't live in the past. You you, you like, you know what? All right, I reflect off that. I got my wisdom. Let me, let me utilize that in the present to move forward because you're a God. And with this limitless and now with the things that you've been through and the experience that you have, you can take that and you can utilize it in a better way. I don't know if you got great speaking ability. You can speak upon the things that you went through to motivate or teach someone else. But we live in 2019, so if you could come up with a list, and this is for anybody who want to make some money right now, create you a list of 100 different ways that you can make money. Go study. Go look on the Google on the internet right now. They're going to, they're going to have a myriad of different things. The only question is, are you willing to put in the work? That's the only question. Are you willing to actually put in the work? Because you can just go any, many, money mo and pick something on that list and get started. Somebody else did it before you. They weren't special. They just had the work ethic. So, you know, I wrote a book, Paradigm Key, Solution-Based Mindset Reprogramming. That's a great book to read. Uh, you know, that's one that I definitely suggest that everybody that's on this live go ahead and get my book tonight. You know what I mean? Read that. You know what I mean? And tap in. So, I appreciate everybody coming to the podcast for tonight um, in this value session. And, um, yeah, man, go ahead and put that work in, man, and go find out where your money is and your knowledge is. And ain't no feeling sorry for yourself. You got to feel godly about yourself, you know. We don't, we don't look for ourselves. We realize who we are. We don't look for ourselves. We realize who we are. We take, sometimes you got to take a moment. And think about all that you've been through and think about how, how great that you have to be to even get through that. Think about the fact that, you know, from the beginning of, of your life, 
as a sperm, you fought to get here to be to produce life. Like why you had so much metabolic energy and there was another hundred million sperm trying to get to where you got. Right? Why was it something so special upon you? And why did you forget to continue to be that special individual that continues to run towards that edge? So we sometimes we forget who we are. And I got to get reminders of myself. So I got to grab myself. Wait a minute, man. My kids out here, man. You a whole God out here. Ain't nothing you can't do. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the name of the book is Paradigm Kids. So if some... Damn, you made me forget my thought process. Uh, I was about to go in. But I only got a couple minutes left anyway. But, you know, you just got to grab yourself and remember who you are sometime, man. And, and have that conversation with yourself. Like, I've been through a bunch of different things. And I'll be having to talk to myself like, man, you, you definitely can do anything that you want. When we was putting together this event, uh, a breath called, man. And uh, they hit me and they said that. They had to cancel the venue that we had. And and we just putting up the flyers and everything. I said, oh, man, the shit's going to be mad. But I didn't feel like having to go through that. I had it set and solidified, right? But instead, I said, you know what? I just put in the work. It's nothing. So I made some phone calls. I tapped in with some people. They hit me back. You know what I mean? And yesterday, I was able to reconfirm a brand new venue that's going to be beautiful. I had to get on the phone call with this this dope brother, man, and we was going over the list of things that we needed. We needed the stage, the microphone, the chairs, the, all of those different things. And I say, so ain't no problem. We just go do it and we just go get it done. Need the cameraman? Cool. We just go fly him out. Why are we doing this? Now we doing this for y'all, for the people. Because you can't complain about the world when you have the ability to produce the world that you want to see. So the goal is just to put that work in. You know what I mean? And if you're not working, that just means you broke. Hey, wait a minute, Jaren. Yo, for all those people that's listening to the, the podcast right now, I'm live on Instagram, and there's a brother or a sister out here giving book titles. And you know, we don't give book titles on my podcast unless it's Paradigm Keys. So I can't tell y'all the title of the book that she just suggested for the people. But if you ain't suggesting Paradigm Keys, then... <laughs> Anyway, man, I'm messing with y'all, man. I hope y'all enjoyed these electrical conversations and thought patterns. It's been another episode of 19 Keys, man. Enjoy it. Make sure y'all send this out to a friend or a family member that needed to hear this, that, that wants to tap in, that wants to get to the highest version of themselves, that's trying to figure out why they broke, why they don't have their money, uh, why they stuck in a fixed pattern of thinking, why are they failing mentally, trying to figure out how can they confide in themselves to, to pull up their spirit. They want to figure out where is their money, where is their knowledge, you know, where's their energy? Um, you know, this is for them. This is their podcast. This is a podcast for the people. Uh, we have one of the greatest podcasts in the world because you all continue to listen. You all continue to tap in. And that's what it's all about. So I appreciate y'all and I love y'all. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.